Hello and welcome back to the latest Tink Business Podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Highly skilled professional contractors play an essential role in supporting innovation and entrepreneurship in Ireland. Jimmy Sheehan from Contracting Plus reveals how workers in the project economy are earning more than their salaried counterparts. I'm joined here today by Jimmy Sheehan. Jimmy is a regular contributor to or collaborator with Trinity Business School on a lot of research around the project economy. And he, his company, Contracting Plus, uh, is an agency that works with contractors and businesses that want to hire them. And it's an interesting time we're in, uh, Jimmy. We hear a lot about things like the Great Resignation. People want to change their lives. Uh, some people call it the Great Reshuffle. Uh, some people call it the Great Reassessment. A lot of people are just looking at their lives. Uh, at the end of the day, though, if you want to put bread on the table, you have to work. Uh, nothing is for free unless you win the lottery and you have to pay for that ticket. So, or as someone know, used to call it tax on fools. But anyway, the um, the reality of it is our working lives. Most people's working lives are nine to five. If you work in an office, uh, where people work at set hours, go to set locations. But then there's another side of life where you could be a contractor. Now, if you have a specialty like you're a technologist or a programmer or a freelance journalist or, or somebody, basically you can work on a contractual basis and you can work from home. Uh, now, did working from home, genie is out of the bottle for a lot of people and they'd like to work that way. I suppose my first question to you is that has the fact that people can now work from home made them more amenable to becoming self-employed uh, contractors? First of all, John, thanks for having me on today. It's great, great to chat to you. Um, it's a good question. Has the working from home made contracting um, more attractive? I think what it's probably done is, is it's brought it to the forefront. Uh, people have worked from home, whether you're a contractor or a freelancer, uh, for, for many, many years, or they've gone into a client office or they've, they've moved between the two of them. And the, the research, uh, Ireland's project economy, as you mentioned there with Trinity Business School, was, was first carried out last year. So in 2021 uh, and the 2022 iteration is just completed. And it's the first uh, research of its kind in Ireland because the project economy broadly refers to the type of work carried out by independent self-employed professionals. Now, somebody might refer to themselves as a contractor or a freelancer or a consultant or something similar. But the common thread throughout all of that is that these people are highly educated, typically to degree level or above. Um, you're in the service industry, by which I mean you're generating income through your professional skill or your knowledge. And, and you're working on a contractor, a, a freelance basis for, you know, as a service basis for as long as a client or a company needs you, mm. you know, until the, until the project is complete. So, you know, it, it's in terms of does, has working from home made it more attractive? I, I don't think it's made it more attractive. I think what people now getting to work from home are realizing is that guys, contractors and freelancers have been doing this for a long time. Mm. Uh, yes, there's an element of risk involved because there's no guarantee that you, you know, the same company will give you a contract next time around. But that's factored into how much they earn because they, you know, the, the report itself shows they typically earn over 50% more than an employee in the same position. So mm. they take that risk factor into it. So we're talking about, you know, high skilled contractors over 86% had a bachelor's degree or higher. We're talking about well paid contractors. The average rate across all the industry sets was 565 euros a day in 2022. Uh, and we're talking about people who, you know, it is it is a risky way of working, potentially. 
if you don't have the right network, if, you don't, if you're not thinking about where, mm. where's my next contract coming from. So you do get a premium built into how much you earn on a, on a daily basis or on a project basis. And that's the thing. I mean, you obviously have to be very good at keeping the business coming in. And, uh, you know, that, that's true of businesses in themselves as an entity as well. If they were individuals, they have they have to bring in revenue and they have to sell something. How canny are contractors in your experience in terms of, you know, managing themselves, managing their affairs as, as, as business people in a way, because, you know, there's one thing to have the speciality to do. It's another thing to kind of keep bringing that business in. And some of them, I imagine, are good networkers, as you point out, or, you know, nowhere to look, nowhere to, nowhere, nowhere, nowhere the, uh, the oasis is to drink from. Yeah, it's a really good question, John. And, and the reality is there's no one size fits all. Mm. I mean, I've been, I've been an accountant for, for many years and I've, I've, I've helped businesses of all shapes and sizes from contractors, you know, up to, um, business who are exporting and importing and you know when somebody is really good at what they do generally they're not really good at the administration so that's why they bring that's why they bring the, uh, us accountants in into play hmm. uh, but in, in terms of you know how are the canny ones uh, doing well it's because you say they've built a network you could have a client working on a project you could be working on a project for a client for for 12 months uh, and that that project might run over so it could go on for another two or three or four months uh, and then that client might say, well, actually, you know what? Really liked the way you work, John. We've collaborated well with you. We have another project starting. Would you be interested in doing that? Uh, and, and the lucky ones get that type of work where it might run for two or three years with the same, with the same client, albeit different contracts. But then you need to network as well. Mm. Uh, and a lot of the time, you know, if, if we take contractors and freelancers and uh, the, the slight difference between the two is a contractor typically tends to work for one client at a time, hmm. pretty much all of their time for six, nine, 12 months. Whereas a freelancer can have, uh, you know, a number of different clients at the same time. Uh, hmm. and, and those those relationships could go on for years, but it's maybe only, a, you know, a day a month or a, a week a month. So if you're a contractor, the canny ones are using their network of other contractors. They're using clients they've worked with before, putting themselves out there saying, this is my skill set. Do you have anything coming up? But they're also using contract recruiters. Uh, and if you've got a good relationship with a contract recruiter, a lot of the time the bigger companies are coming to the contract recruiters and saying, hey, look, we've two, three, four, five roles to fill. We need these specific skill sets. So if you align yourself with a, you know, a good contract recruiter who's looking after you, probably three months out from the end of the contract, they're giving you a shout. They're saying, hey, John, just spoke to the client. You know, there's no extension on the contract here, but I'm already looking around for something else. Is there anything you have in mind? Do you want a new challenge? Are you happy in the area you're working? Uh, and and that's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. It's being prepared and just getting ahead of the game and recognizing that there's no guarantee that next month, there's going to be work coming in as well. So those networks are so important. And what are the skills that are typically being in demand from contractors in Ireland? What are the, the outliers for the, for the project economy in Ireland? So IT obviously is a big one and pharma. So the mm. two of those together would, would... Pharma? Yeah, absolutely. So pharma, life science, med device, you know, that's, that's massive. I mean, think of it here. A, a lot of the, the multinationals uh, are, are in this country. I think it's... Uh, something like, I think, 18 out of the 20 top pharma companies. And don't quote me on that because I haven't got that stat to hand, but it's a, a fairly high number of the, the top pharma companies in the world have all have all got a base in Ireland. Hmm. Um, so IT and pharma. Uh, finance, we're seeing, is one that's starting to come up the ladders. Um, you know, it's growing from a small base, but it is growing. 
Uh, and then the other ones you'd have around medical locum, uh, insurances. There would be people in project management across all industries. So you could be in project management in IT, you could be project management in manufacturing, you know, hmm. in logistics. But again, there's a certain project. It needs your project management skill. Uh, so you could be there for six, 12 months. And and what makes people choose to be contractors as opposed to staying in, you know, going for the, going for the regular nine to five? I mean, you may be a contractor, you'll work nine to five. But what I mean is what, what's, what's, what makes someone opt to be on, uh, employed on a contractual basis as opposed to going on a full-time contract? Yeah, there's, there's no one size fits all. People have different motivations. Certainly money is a big factor. It's a great way to earn more money because of the premium you get paid. Um, and it, it can be a healthy premium, especially in a market where your, your skills are short at the moment. Uh, but also office politics. People want to get away from the office politics. They want to go in. They just want to do the work they enjoy mm-hmm. doing. And they want to you know switch off in, in the evenings or at the weekends and, and not have to worry about dancing the political dance. Um, it could be flexibility. It could be the ability to to work for different companies and gain new skills, gain new experiences. The more companies you work with, you know, the more processes you learn, the bigger the network you grow will be. So they're all really, really positive things, especially if you're thinking of moving into contracting. But mm. it's it's not something you step into. I mean, if you look at Ireland's Project Economy Report, and if anyone wants to download a copy of that, John, they can get that on contractingplus.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a little resources tab at the top of the page. They can download that there. But you will see that the older you get, the more money you make. So not just in terms of your actual day rate, but also in terms of your annual equivalent earnings. So it's not that the over 60s earn more per day, but work less days. They're actually working as many days as everybody else. So you do have to build up a level of experience. Uh, and, you know, typically you don't have a lot of people under the age of 30 doing contracting, whereas our oldest contractor uh, in the in the respondents of the report was was 85 years old. Wow. And the youngest was 24, uh, oldest 85. But again, that median age is, is, is well into the 40s. You and your uh, your company, Strategic Business School, uh, the research, it's probably the probably the only examples of people talking about that aspect of, of, of work and life, at least in recent years that I'm aware of. Um, is Was contracting up till now some kind of like secret or was it some kind of like, was there a snobbery towards it? Did people not talk about it? Why, why was it, uh, I suppose, not so much in the lexicon of, of the run of business as, 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 as it could have been? I, I don't think it was a secret at all. It is it is quite a niche area. I mean, the type of work we're talking about, John, is 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 right at the the higher end of the scale. Mm. And, and this is where I suppose the the conversation comes in around project economy and gig economy. Mm. Uh, through the through the research, the researchers found that about eighty five percent of all the survey respondents were operating on longer term contracts, with just fifteen percent working on what they might call shorter term tasks or gigs. Mm. Uh, and and those who were in the project uh, in the project space rather than the gig space were actually earning a little bit more money as well. So in terms of you know is it a secret? No, but I think there's there could they can tend to be some unfounded fears out there from mm. companies about taking on contractors, and that's because there's a little bit of uncertainty around you know what's the right way to do it. There is a need by government to better understand what a healthy, flexible workforce looks like. Mm. And they've got to take into account the very real differences between high-skilled project workers and those businesses or sectors who, who are seeking to exploit lower-paid and unskilled workers. And, and nobody wants that. Yeah. Uh, due to 
care to protect the vulnerable workers. So there is that tendency to, you know, when you say the gig economy, people just think of people on delivery bikes. And, you know, you're talking about people who are, you know, you know, programmers or, you know, uh, accountants or, you know, people who, people who have uh, degrees, you know, not to say people on a delivery bike don't have a degree. I'm just saying that simply people are, con- there's a tendency to, when you say the gig economy, you just simply think of, of, of casual labour or faster labour than compared with like the higher, higher qualifications required to do some of those higher end tasks that require, you know, a big spend. Yeah, look, I think that's an unintended consequence of, of the media um, mm. in terms of how they, when when the story comes up about the food delivery driver who something bad happened to them, they just talk about them, that person being in the gig economy. Now, mm. the reality is that person is in the gig economy, but they're in the unskilled, low-paid, uh, you know, area of the gig economy. And if you mm. think of it as a scale of one to ten, those people are down at one and two and three. They're low paid, they're unskilled. Anybody can do that job. What we're talking about are people who are at the, the higher end of the scale, who are high paid, you know, uh, and, and it's a complex market and it requires subtlety and, and not crude brush strokes. And does there, is there a case that we need more people in the contracts or the project economy? Is there enough supply of, of these uh, skills or these skilled people? You, you know, is, is, is there, is there a, I, know, I know at the moment in one of the big stresses in the, the working world at the moment is that uh, there's a bit of a reshuffle going on, the great resignation, as they call it. It's not people so much resigning, but maybe just changing jobs, I suppose. Is there also a need for more people to kind of enter this, say, and work in this way? There's definitely a need for contractors in the marketplace. I mm. mean, b- businesses typically uh, like to, you know, they're, uh, they're like to, to, they like to de-risk. So if they're launching a new product line, or if they're, you know, going into a new market, typically what they'll do is they'll use contractors. They'll use professional contractors to, whether that's to, to develop the app or to, you know, project manage the whatever the structure of the new business line might be. They test the market. And if the market works, then what happens is that that business folds that contract piece of work into their, their normal day-to-day business. And Professor Andrew Burke, who is the lead researcher on Ireland's project economy, has also done research elsewhere in, in the UK and Europe. And his research research has proven that companies where at least um, 11% of your overall workforce in the company is contingent, so you're using those contractors, those companies actually generate more profit, they grow faster, and they create more employment because of the success of the project means that now full-time employees are needed to maintain and manage that project, whereas the contractor moves on to the next company or the next project. So, you know, contractors are, whether or not we need more, the market will always drive that, whether there's a a peak or a trough in terms of availability of certain skill sets. But there's certainly an argument uh, that's been proven by research that says they're needed. Contractors and freelancers are needed in the economy because they they actually help generate net employment growth across the board. And for for the contractors themselves, are there pitfalls to being a contractor compared with say your your um, full time counterpart? People say things like, "Oh, what about stability and um, you know the regular wage, all, all that kind of stuff." As a contractor, you have to do your own finances, your accounts to file file to the revenue, all that kind of stuff. But are there pitfalls for people to be contractors? And is there also a need for contractors to form a professional union of sorts if it doesn't already exist? There are a number of professional unions. I'll come back to that in a second. But but no, I don't see that there are any pitfalls. Uh, in, in, you know, the job for life is gone. You no longer walk into the bank, you know, uh, out of school or out of college and stay there until you retire at 60 or 65 with a defined benefit pension. You know, so, you know, 
the way technology is moving, the way the world is moving, you know, the, the skill sets we need to do whatever we're doing today are going to be different in five years' time or 10 years' time. Mm. So, uh, and it's the, the pace of change is faster than ever before. You're going to earn more money as a contractor. You're going to have the same flexibility, if not more flexibility. You're going to get to choose the companies you get to work for and avoid the office politics. And with the right planning, with the right support behind you, it's very tax efficient. Mm. Uh, and, and doing everything correctly in terms of pensions, in terms of entrepreneurial relief, if you're building um, assets, if you're building a business, retirement relief, there's some really, really clever ways uh, and smart ways of, of starting to build wealth for your future. Uh, and people hear the, the term wealth creation and think, well, that's for, you know, that's for the, the oligarchs and the multimillionaires. But actually, it's not. It's for, it's for anybody who's earning more than 50, 60,000 euros a year. You can, be, you can be very astute with how you plan for the future to give yourself a comfortable retirement potentially retire earlier than you'd want to, or at least give yourself that option. Mm. In terms of groups, look, there are any number of groups. There's, whether it's on LinkedIn or in real life, you know, you've got groups of management consultants, groups of accountants, you know, groups of, you know, technology professionals. Um, and it's just finding something that fits in with your skill set, somewhere you're drawn to, somewhere you can contribute and you can give back. Um, and, and yeah, start to build a network. You mentioned off, uh, office politics twice now. <laughs> I'm wondering, is that, is that a big motivation? It, it came out of the reports, the different reasons people choose choose to go contracting. And, you know, office politics was, was something that, that, that came out in the research. That's interesting. And, and I suppose, like, looking to the future, what, what do you think the future holds for the contracting economy in Ireland or the project economy? Do you think we will see more people uh, embrace this lifestyle? I think you're right, though. The the job for life is gone, or the career for life. People, I think people could, we could see a situation where people will have four or five different careers in their lifetime. Uh, they may take pick up different skill sets. The idea of a job for life, as you say, the defined defined pension when you're 65. You know, the world is changing before our eyes. Um, but what what do you think the future holds for for that aspect of the economy? Well, what I might do is refer to the, the research again, John, and mm. rather than me give what my opinion is and, and listen to over a thousand people and what they said, and when questioned explicitly about the performance of the contracting sector in Ireland over the next three to five years, 73% of contractors expected that it would grow and 21% predicted that it would stay the same. So that's that's quite a big, you know, big positive feedback there. Uh, so that's just contracting in Ireland. But they were asked the same question then about the Irish economy in general. You know, when they compare uh, 2021 to um, Irish economy performance to that of what they're expecting in 2022, again, 76% thought it would it would increase, mm. and 17% thought it would 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 stay the same or or be better. So, you know, it's it's a phenomenal positive confidence that the contractors working in the industry have about contracting and the Irish economy in general. Now, the one proviso in that is that this research was done just before the. Um, the war uh, between Russia and Ukraine broke out. So you, we might expect to see a little bit of a pullback on that, but I can't imagine it will be massive. And tell us a bit about uh, Contracting Plus. I mean, you uh, are an accountant. So how does an accountant end up running a, a recruitment type business? Uh, <laughs> we don't do recruitment at all. So we are the we are accountants and tax for the contract. Oh, I see. So you, you service provide to them. Yeah. So so what, what, what would happen, say, in contracting, John, is, you know, um, a, a company, whether that's a multinational or an indigenous company, will go to a recruitment agency and say, look, we've got a project on and we need, mm. here's a list of five people or 10 people or seven different skill sets we need. Can you go out to the market and source these people for us, please? Uh, and they do that. And those people need to operate as contractors because it's a project. They're, they're not full-time permanent positions. 
And so what happens is when the recruiter finds those individuals, they say, look, go to Contracting Plus and Contracting Plus will put you in a company structure, give you the right insurances, look after all your tax. Your right. Invoice, your gotcha. <laughs> give you the tax advice, give you the pensions advice, give you everything you need. You know, so from a contractor's point of view, it, it feels really, really easy. They don't have to do any business administration as long as they can take a photograph on, a, on their smartphone. Uh, so they can record their expenses. We look after everything else. So that, that's where we come in. That's, that's really clever stuff. So, like, I mean, that's the other aspect of it that might be a, a turnoff for people to say, oh, I need to stay on top of my taxes, I need to stay on top of this. So all they need to do is is, is scan scan the latest invoice. We, we do the invoice, yeah, just if they go to, you know, if they have a business meeting and they have a cup of coffee, they take a picture of that, you know, whatever. If they're, they're buying a new laptop, take a picture of that and we look after everything else. I mean, it's, it's in our tagline, contracting plus, making contracting simple. Uh, and it's, it's the same for it's the same for all independent professionals, whether you're contracting or freelancing. Well, with that, Jimmy, thank you so much. That was very educational. Thank you. Thanks for your time, John.